Well, the Super Bowl is set. Now, as Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part, but it does not come without some controversy. As right away, Eagles, Niners get underway. There is a, uh, a definitely not a catch, but was called a catch, not challenged. The NFL, the referees in the biggest stage make the biggest error, and then things unravel from there for the 49ers. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Uh, in comes a, a guy that allegedly had been in the NFL for 15 years. Had never even heard of him, really. Josh Johnson. Josh oh, he's been around. Johnson, yeah, 15 years almost. I, it's, <clears throat> oh, I mean, we'll get into it all, but Eagles go on to win 31-7. Um, Rowdy, any, any takeaways on the – well, I mean, we're going to get into it, but quick to start the show, uh, first initial thought. Uh, first initial catch, thought was – The catch that shouldn't have been? Well – what happened to the expedited replay? <laughs> it was available the first two weeks in the playoffs. Yeah. It was available for one play in the Kansas City Chief game. Yeah. Um, I guess it wasn't available in Philadelphia. That was I Kyle Shanahan said that they saw the replay on the Jumbotron and it was one angle and it couldn't tell if it was clear or definitive that it wasn't a catch. So decided not to challenge it. And then later, uh, not too long later, heard that there was many and more multiple angles to prove that it wasn't a catch and said if we would have seen those, we would have challenged it. The very, the very first replay they showed on the TV, I'm like, I don't think he caught that. And yeah. then you saw Devontae Smith get up and say, let's go, let's go, let's hurry. <laughs> you know it's not a catch then. I sent them a message, a Twitter or a tweet to you and RJ right away. Go, oh, here we go. When it was talking about that's not a catch from Devontae Smith, yeah. and it only went downhill from there. Yeah, then then it all unraveled for uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Literally, that was the moment it all came crumbling down for the Niners because it just it spiraled. Their luck, whatever it was, spiraled out of control, and they now uh, got trounced 31-7 to the Eagles. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the fact that that should have been San Francisco 49er football instead of setting up a touchdown for the Eagles. Yeah. Then you turn the very next down. Brock Purdy hurts his elbow. Yeah. Uh, why he was even playing at at the end of the game yeah. is beyond me. If you can't throw an effing ball, they teased it with Christian McCaffrey, that little trick play. And then I'll brought, try to Brock. Purdy I was again. screaming for McCaffrey or Debo to go back there yeah. and play quarterback because Brock Purdy's just a why liability. Wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go run a wildcat with Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey, two of the most athletic guys on the, the field when your quarterback that is forced to play can't throw a football. Yeah, Purdy's just a liability out there. He's just a body taking up space. Like it was, it was nonsensical. The lack of uh, creativity. I know there's not a plan to have no quarterbacks, but the lack of creativity from Shanahan was glaring. Well, and then that's not to mention. So you had that first play that was a catch that wasn't a catch. Yeah. Then Brock Purdy hurts his elbow, yep. and you're down to Josh Johnson, who has been around forever and was never good ever. <laughs> never. And like, who the hell is this guy? Every so the the Forty Nine er pass rush continued to get close, but no cigar. Yeah. Lane Johnson was fall starting every freaking play. Yeah, he was jumping, he was jumping, 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 and nothing. And, it, and it, some people on Twitter started saying it, and then it got big on Twitter. And then there were people posting videos. And if anybody ever complains about David Bakhtiari getting half seconds, this dude was getting like full seconds. Yeah, he was huge. He was he was out there protected even before anyone in the balls even snapped. Or. Uh, or yeah, if you go back, there was one I can't remember who put it out there, but Lane Johnson is off, and then the left tackle takes off, and then everyone else on the line takes off. Yeah, it was like, all right, Lane Johnson start, left tackle start, everyone else start, and it was like there was no false start on the play. I saw some uh, like like you know like the NFL put up some replays of like some highlights and in the replays you would just see off like jumping, 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 jumping. Like what's going on here? Why are we not calling anything? And then there was, you know how, well, us as Packer fans, we know that um, the soft roughing the passer calls yes. like yeah. where you hit them and then you fall on them. Terrible. Yeah. The, how soft. about, how about the play where Josh Johnson, the basically weird enough to say it, the last hope for the 49ers <laughs> at quarterback gets hit where he got concussed on that play. And the Dominican Sue literally like yeah. throws his entire body weight on him while his head is getting slammed. <laughs> I didn't see a flag. 
No, there was none. If it was Patrick Mahomes, you bet oh, your they'd be ass all over there it. would be five flags thrown. Yeah, but instead it was Josh Johnson. And then how the about, hell that guy is? How about pretty much the 49ers last stand when they're down 21 to 7 and they just got to stop and Philly's got to punt the football? And the guy oh, breaks the through run, the line, yeah, run, yeah. basically gets clotheslined around the throat and held, yep. then pushed into the punter. He doesn't even fall into the guy's plant leg. It was his kick leg, so it should have only been five in general, only for the personal foul to give the Eagles the first down. <laughs> At that point, I was sitting there going, if I'm San Francisco, this game is basically over now that they got this. We're down 21-7. to seven. They're now moving the football in 49er territory. <clears throat> Inflict as much pain as possible on Jalen Hurts. That's like that's what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, you were out of this game. I mean, game. it did get chippy at the end. There was a big fight at the end, and, uh, you know, it was... <laughs> Trent Williams is my spirit animal. Trent Williams is ready to be done with it, and he said, this game's over. I'm going to go try and break some necks on the way out. Well, it was did you over. see how that started? Uh, not really. So, like, the play was a I, Debo I saw the Samuel. Scrum. Yeah, Debo Samuel run. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk pushed his defender down to the ground in a normal everyday block. Mm. The defender got pissed, gets up, and literally tackles Ayuk after the play. Yeah. And that's where then Debo Samuel gets up because it was like, dude, what are you doing? And then 42 wouldn't stop grabbing people. And then uh, Trent Williams comes in and he just yanks him down. To sit the F down. Yeah, that game was hilarious. Uh, both, I mean, Phillies and their fan base, uh, they're a bunch of rubes, right? They're a bunch of knobs. And then the Niners losing the way they lost. It was just, the, for an NFC championship game, that game sucked. Like, everything about that game was sucked. Trent Williams is exactly how I felt about every Philly fan. Yeah, yank them all down Just and, throw and them beat on them. Their ass. Well, Ben will be in here around nine o'clock. I want to see you guys uh, go at it a little bit. As uh, I know, Ben will have some choice. We'll have to ask Ben about it. Obviously, oh, yeah, the game for an NFC Championship game. It was that game sucked. It was uh, bad officiating. Uh, obviously, terrible quarterback play. You're down to Josh Johnson. Uh, I mean, well, a lot of people bitching about the fifty-three man roster rules because there used to be a rule in the playoffs where you got the extra third string quarterback uh, being able to suit up that didn't take a roster spot. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a thing this year. Yeah. And now, then I what? don't know who that quarterback would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Ben Kurt. Was, was like, it honestly, it could have been, he was, he was there. on the Niners, but again, obviously if you're down to Kurt Ben Kurt, you're in an <sighs> FC championship game. Well, who'd you rather have Josh Johnson or Kirk Ben Kurt? I think it's, it's, I don't think I mean, it matters. I think it's a coin flip. I don't think it matters. Josh but, Johnson. Uh, just in just in general, the 49ers weren't in a in a good spot once Purdy hurt his elbow. Yeah. The 49ers were officially buried with that awful penalty on the punt. That's terrible. But um well the I mean the catch that wasn't called or was called it shouldn't have been not a catch. That was There were plenty of of missed right there's terrible or called penalties that were awful. But the 49ers were in a bad spot with the Purdy injury. Yeah. The second game of the day, I didn't think the refereeing could get worse from the first game. It might have got worse in the second game. Yeah, and then the second game, unbelievable uh, was coming out, especially in the fourth quarter when, I mean, I know it's loud in Arrowhead. It's the loudest stadium uh, out there. I know it's loud in there. But my God, did it feel like the referees were doing everything in their power to get Kansas City, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey and company to the Super Bowl. Back-to-back from the referees late in the fourth quarter, everyone had their tinfoil hats on saying, what's going on here? First, what looked to be a fourth down after they ran a play on third and was it third and nine or whatever it was, third and six, I can't remember the exact knowledge. And then mass confusion, there's like a, 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 a... the referees trying to reset the clocks, and it turns out it's not fourth down anymore. It's third down. You got the, the Bengals losing their minds over it all, and uh, they said that the play shouldn't have counted. They blew it dead, yada, yada, yada. All right, so everyone's already like, what's going on here? And then the following play, they called the Bengals, it was it Eli Apple, for pass interference to give him a new set of downs for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a complete pandemonium rowdy of the NFL looking like it's trying to rig it so hard to get the Chiefs into the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Eli Apple pass interference, everyone making a big deal because remember last weekend, Eli Apple was the one that oh, was chirping. Oh, he's all over Twitter, yeah. Dude, that was great coverage. Yeah, it was, te- it was a terrible call. It was the, the, referee, the refereeing 
as Rowdy said, you said this perfectly, Rowdy. I didn't think it could get any worse than the first game. It got 10 times worse in the second game. And it game. was more blatant. Yeah. Oh, the, the back-to-back ones from the, uh, I don't know, what, the first call that they need to replay that third down. What did you think of that? Well, I was losing my mind. Well, yeah. It's like they were talking because the referee came on and said, we were trying to stop the play before. You can go back and rewind if you have DVR or whatever it's called on your TV. And you can clearly see that the play had already kicked off. Then the referee comes running it. There was no attempt or, or people stopping it before. Nothing. There was another play earlier in the game, and this was on the flip side for the Bengals, where I think it was like third and six, if I remember correctly, and Joe Burrow took off, picked up the first down, and then they said, no, no, no. Uh, the play was blown dead yeah, before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so you didn't blow it dead. So the most valuable player on the Bengals could run up the middle of the field and potentially get hit by one of the you know defensive players. Uh-huh. Yet normally when it's like a false start or a dead penalty, it's blown loud right away. Yep. They, they missed it multiple times. And then the very end, Joseph Asai, that is such a, hit? that is such a crock. The reason no, no, no. the reason the reason being is they've changed those rules so much where it's like you can't hit the quarterback. How many times have we seen even in the last couple of weeks where a defender will be running full steam at a quarterback and then kind of pull up because they're somewhat close to the sideline? Do you remember um just the other week, Eric Armstead, the big uh, defensive uh, tackle for the yeah. 49ers pulling up on Dak in the end zone yep. because Dak was about to throw it. Mm-hmm. There were multiple times where Patrick Mahomes was able to wiggle his way out and make either a a completion or an incompletion where it looked like Cincinnati defenders pulled up because it was Patrick Mahomes and they weren't sure if they hit him that a flag would be coming out. Mm -hmm. I was just sitting there going, literally just crush him. Well, the uh, hit that Asai put on Patrick Mahomes, I know it wasn't a big hit by any means, but my God, how many steps out of bounds was he when he shoved them? It was clear as cut. It was rough in the past. Like, it was actually on the, the one angle, it wasn't as bad as the, the back end angle that you got for the normal it was, TV. It was a clear cut penalty. Was it a bad penalty in the circumstance? Yes. Was it a penalty? Yes. Was he an idiot for shoving him? Yes. Was it that bad? No, but that's a penalty. And in the ni- like the 90s, the Brett Favre, that would have been like a play on oh totally when when it all unfolded i was like oh my god i can't believe he shoved them like i know he's going full bore he's like sprinting as fast as he can he's trying to make a play i understand that um and football's bang bang that was a penalty though it was a penalty see i'm getting to the point where if you're a coach don't you just tell your guys you know what just he's clearly running out of bounds just just run completely through the quarterback if they're somewhat scrambling on the sideline because at this point you probably get flagged if you hardly breathe on him once you're barely out of bounds anyways. I mean, the, Mahomes is clearly running out of bounds. Um, it was obvious what he was doing because he's like a step out, and then he took, what, one and a half, two steps, and then the side shoved him in the back. It's It was a penalty, and then I would hate to be a Joseph Asai. He is, that's got to be the loneliest man in all of Kansas City right there after uh, one unfolded. Then obviously it set up the, the field goal. Uh, there's three seconds left when the Chiefs kick off, and then the Bengals try to do some flea flicker stuff, doesn't work, and the Chiefs go on to uh, say it's not Burrowhead, it's Arrowhead, or Rowdy, you retweeted what, referee head? Yeah, that, and that was from Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Danny Woodhead, as now the Super Bowl set, Chiefs and Eagles without a lot of controversy. Yeah, it felt like any time the 49ers, just in general, had a positive play, a flag would come out, yeah. and in the second half of the Bengals... Kansas City game, whenever they could help impact the Chiefs, you saw a nice oh, little yellow flag come out. Totally. I mean, the it was the back-to-back ones for me. I was like, how can anyone not be conspiracy theorists after watching those well, two go back, unfold? Go back and watch the play of that late hit from Joseph Asai. Mm-hmm. They clearly missed two holds on the defensive line. Yeah, well, they miss holds every play. They no, no, these were blatant. And then, but yeah, it was the Chiefs, though. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you let if you're the NFL and the referees and go let Patrick Mahomes not win finally at Arrowhead to you know go to the Super Bowl, it was it was crazy, man. The only thing I hope for next year before the season starts, new referees, is that we can get our hands on the NFL script to see if we should care about the Packers. No, yeah, no kidding. I thought you were gonna say like maybe Robo Umps or something or Robo referees coming in because in the biggest stages in the NFL, that was the 
I don't think it's because we're jaded or anything. It that was the worst display of refereeing I think we have ever seen on the biggest stage in quite some time. It was, it was the worst weekend I've maybe ever witnessed in my life. One hundred percent the worst weekend of NFL officiating this year. It was and terrible, it, and it was arguably the biggest weekend. Yeah, it was terrible, terrible, terrible officiating. It was wild. Adds some drama though. I'll say that. All right, line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey guys, DW. Hey DW. What's up, dude? I thought, uh, you know, if the refs don't throw that flag on that last play with Mahomes out of bounds, there's no way that kicker hits that field. That would have been a 57-yarder. It would have been going to overtime. That would have been tough. I would have loved to see some overtime. And they didn't even attempt, what was it, a 53, 54-yarder earlier in the game. I don't, Rowdy, I don't think that guy makes it. But, you know, a penalty's a penalty. I mean, he the guy clearly... He felt bad afterwards because you could oh. see him sitting sitting down on the stands and just he was crying. Man. Oh yeah. Well, afterwards, DW. Afterwards, uh, when they're walking into the tunnel, I I have the audio of it. Uh, it's dead silent. You can hear a pin drop, and someone starts yelling at a side, saying, "Why the f did you hit the quarterback? What are you doing? Why the f did you hit the quarterback?" I feel bad for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. He's got to be like you say. He's got to be one of the loneliest guys on the. Oh yeah, and and, and and you know, he, it's it's unreal what he did. I mean, that was kind of like a Clay Walker play, but <laughs> um, you know, I just I just hope them them guys are both great athletes. I just hope they can get their heads around them and yeah, right. Quit, make, quit making them dumb plays because that one really cost the Bengals. And I don't know, I'm I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I mean, I I knew once Frisco went down to no quarterbacks, I just couldn't believe they didn't bring out. Uh, Caffrey or Samuel to run the show because each other's may have their stars make some plays, not some guy named Josh Johnson. I, I, I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? Just have Purdy hand the ball off basically, and they're running fly sweeps and reverses. And you know, the Eagles were set up for it. I think the better team won. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it should be quite a. I I'd like to see the odds on the Eagles KC game because I think that's going to be a good one. It opened in most places with Kansas City being a two-and-a-half-point underdog. It depends on where you look. I'm seeing anywhere between really? uh, Philly favored by two-and-a-half to one-and-a-half. Yeah. Well, you guys uh, keep rocking it. And have well, thanks, a great, DW. Great you too, week, brother. Okay? Have a good Monday, man. See you, brother. Yeah, you too. See you, Bye. DW. The Westport Brain Trust. Oh. Led by Terry, the king of the north. Well, I don't know if it's led by Terry. Terry said he's uh He sits in. He sits in with the high rollers. That, you know, they're the ones, according to Terry, that allegedly knew it wasn't Jim Leonard. That someone else was coming in to be the new head coach of the Wisconsin Badger football team. So, uh, can't wait to hear that. To be fair, he said, I could see somebody coming else in if it's not him. Well, he, we'll, we'll, he didn't specifically say we'll, it's not going to be Jim. We will ask the Westport Brain Trust when they're there, yeah. Wednesday, February 1st, this Wednesday from 4 to 6. Right, hey, speaking of football, we'll get back into uh, uh, the NFC and AFC championship games. Really, well, not really quick. We'll probably get back to it, but I uh, just want to put this on the frontal lobe of everyone. Another one in the class of 2024 for Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers. The smokescreen, the, the the Pope symbol went up on Twitter, and it was like, what's it going to be? What, what's Fickle got up his sleeve now? A couple minutes later, a freaking four-star tight end out of Illinois, Grant Stack. This guy is the ha rated number tight end no, ten, 10 tight end in the country, number fourth player in the state of Illinois. Also the highest rated tight end to commit to the Badgers in the recruiting rankings era. Wow. Highest ranked tight end. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you just said player. Oh, tight, I was like he's tight end. Tight end. Yeah. So yeah, so now you have the tenth best tight end in the class. You have the twenty first best quarterback in the class. You now have two four star Guys already in the 2024 class. You had a three-star decommit over the weekend, too. Yeah, that, three stars, don't need them. <laughs> well, that, well, we're not four better. That was also a player that had already committed to the Badgers, and that was under the Paul Chris, Jim Leonard regime. And but then also after talking with Luke Fickle, 1,000% committed. Well, <laughs> he then he decommitted but Dude, said I'm later. opening my commitment back up and Wisconsin is still in the running. Yeah, that yeah, right. yeah. come on. Whether or not he comes back. That's who, like a breaking up where it's who like, knows? Hey, uh, we can be yeah. friends. But it, this is the thing. I'm not that upset about it because this is Luke Fickle's team. Th- that was a guy recruited by Paul Christ. Like uh, on the defensive side, I'm gonna just say Jim Leonard because I don't think still. Christ had much to do there. Is Jim Leonard here? No. 
Is Jim Leonard going to be on staff? Nope. I'm going to let Luke Fickle continue to do what he does. Because they're doing a pretty darn good job. So on this, let's see here, uh, tight end position for the Badgers. We got, what, Lance Kedrick, Travis Beckham were rated higher at other positions and came in and then got it for tight end. I'm reading here from Zach Halpern's article. And then also, I mean, we've seen Wisconsin when they have really good tight ends. I obviously uh, can get it going. There was another guy who was scoring touchdowns even in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That would be uh, Barry Alvarez's grandson. I mean, that's the last nice little tight end we had here. But, dude, the 10th tight end in the country coming to Wisconsin. How... Six foot six, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, originally offered by the former staff, but Luke Fickle and his staff were recruiting hard for him in Cincinnati as well. Uh, he turned down the likes of Penn State, Illinois, Tennessee, Iowa, Florida, and Arkansas. Dude, every time there's a, I know it's twenty twenty four, but how are we feeling about the Luke Fickle era now as we continue if to get more guys in Iowa in a recruiting battle for a tight end? You're doing all right. Yeah, just simple as that. Yeah, I love it. When you guys saw this come up, what did you think? We're like, hell yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't and, wait. Can't wait. And then I saw they were putting up a crystal ball for another tight end for 2024 really? for Wisconsin. And Sick. I tried looking it up. I was doing it from my phone. It was Did also it? during the game, so I stopped trying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go look that up. What the average, the average college basketball game is about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've more recently been getting more enjoyment from a two second uh, Luke Fickle tweet, his quote unquote bat symbol tweet, and then anticipating who is going to be announced than I do from watching Badgers basketball. Yeah, Badger basketball is tough. That's tough as being polite. And it's literally a two second thing when you notice that Luke Fickle tweeted his quote unquote bat symbol. Yep. And then you have to wait in anticipation for probably 15 to 20 minutes and then all of a sudden it starts popping up that, oh, it's this tight end or, oh, it's this quarterback. There is more excitement for me in that 15 to 20 minutes than watching Badgers basketball. Um, it's the three-star tight end, Rob Booker, out of Wanakee, who's actually a freak athlete. A freak of nature? Yeah. Isn't he like 6'7"? He's uh, like huge. Yeah, 6'6", 215. Jesus. Uh, hasn't How old is this guy? He's uh, going to be a 2024 kid. Jeez. So, so he'd yeah. be a senior next year. Jeez, yeah. Jeez, um, mister. But it's a big boy. That's the other one he got crystal balled for. Yeah, the Luke Fickle era is uh, wild. It's, uh, they haven't even done anything yet besides, you know, throw up the smoke single and get people in. But my God, excitement is running high. And then speaking of uh, Badger basketball, Rowdy, and you're saying the smoke, the little Pope symbol, the Luke Fickle bat signal, that's a lot more exciting than watching Badger basketball. It's, Saturday was tough, boys, for Wisconsin basketball. Saturday was, was real tough. I was busy. Consider yourself lucky because <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. So I had my. Um, I got my, to listen to this. I had my nieces on over the, on the bus ride home. My nieces came down. So I had my nieces Friday to Sunday and Saturday. They were acting up a little bit. And I'm like, you know, maybe it's time for a nap. We're watching the basketball game. Maybe it's time for a nap. So I put on Wisconsin basketball. And I kid you not, in about two minutes, both of them, uh, ages six and about three, were zonked on the couch. <sighs> Gen two, right? And Jen, they were yeah, all just out. They, they watched Badger <laughs> basketball. It was like they they hypnotized him right into a nap immediately. I'm nice. like, well, this is a peace peace and quiet for me f- finally. And then I kept watching Badger basketball, and I'm like, <laughs> this is tough. And then they woke up because I started banging my head on the wall. They started banging. No, your I started head? banging oh. my head on the wall watching Badger basketball. Then they woke up. They woke up like, the, what the hell is that noise? I'm like, oh, this is more enjoyable than watching Badger basketball. I was banging my head against the wall repeatedly. Here's a quick summary. So they played Illinois at home. Correct. Wisconsin couldn't make a shot. Also correct. Illinois basically won with three players. Yes. End of story. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, I did see that. um, Well, if you look like Wisconsin was playing a good competitive game, via it was tough to watch, but, (laughs) but both teams could not shoot at all in the first half. And Wisconsin goes on a little bit of a run to take a 16-13 lead. There's about three and a half minutes left in the first half, and I believe it was Tyler Wall picks up his second foul. And now I believe at that time, Crowell and Wall both had two fouls. He dis- Guard 
decides to go with a Carter Gilmore and a Chris Hodges slash Marcus Ilver tandem. And by the way, also they had other bench players in. They pretty much rolled with like three to four bench guys for the last three and a half minutes. And what do you know? Illinois goes on a seven to nothing run to end the last three, three and a half minutes and take a 2016 lead at the half. And it just felt like right when the Badgers had a little bit of momentum, everything just sucked out of them down 20 to 16. And then, yeah, it was terrible. The second half wasn't any better. Wisconsin was shooting 18%, 18% from the field at at halftime. And at home. Yeah. It's not good. Not to mention they were also shooting 40% from the free throw line at halftime. This team is tough, dude. Now, Hey, what what are you more concerned of when uh, the Kobe King all fiasco unfolded in the in the secret tape recordings or right now for Wisconsin basketball? Well, there's n- there's just no talent right now, and when they're not sh- making crazy shots, like the beginning of this, the first month and a half of the season, this team was shooting the ball really well, mm-hmm. and we're like, man, who's going to make the shots? Well, it looks like you know Connor Asijin can shoot the three. It looks like Max Klesmic can shoot. It looks like Chucky Hepburn can shoot. Is it just me or when Big Ten season started, Stephen Crowell can't hit a jumper to save his life? No one can hit anything to save his life. Connor Siegen has been ice cold the last two games, and he's been one of your best shooters. Max Klesman was hurt. This Tyler is, Wall is hurt since he's come back has not been great. This was the score at halftime. 20 to 16. Yeah, it was the lowest scoring Big Ten game all season. They kept flashing yeah. up there. They're like... There have been two games where they had 42 total points in the first half, and then there was this one. 20 to 16 was the halftime score. Yeah, lowest uh, output in a half of the Big Ten this year. 36 total points. I... I, well, here's my I, other big question. How do you, how do you, you're in college division one basketball and it's 20 to 16. It's not in the first half. Bad nights. Wisconsin. It's not like they were like Illinois was right up in their face and like they had no space to shoot the ball in the first half, especially Wisconsin had a ton of open looks and couldn't make anything. But and then, you know, I, a lot of the guard, yeah, okay, so, a, yeah. a lot of the guard, um, supporters will say, well, he can't make the shots for them, which to a point, yeah, he can't. Obviously, he's not shooting the basketball. But at some point, you got to find players that can make shots. Yeah. yeah. Because 18%, it's like you were watching a second grade basketball game. So if the, it, correct. And I've seen higher scoring second grade basketball games. And half games the kids that. out there can't even throw it all the way up to the 10-foot rim. I've seen basketball games from second graders that were more scoring than 20 to 16 at halftime. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, you haven't. I have. Second graders. Well, and then the yeah. other big question I had. Two younger I brothers. Had. I had to watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> the other big question I had. Michael Mayer, the 6'9", long, lanky guy, used to be with Baylor when they had yeah. those big final four runs. Yeah. The guy's a great shooter, right? Yeah. He's six foot nine. <laughs> yeah. Why is the matchup for Michael Mayer... Connor Asijin, yeah. a 6'3 <laughs> freshman that we already know isn't the best defender. He's giving up six inches, he's giving up length, and he's already not a good defender. He covered him almost all game. And Mayer had 26 points, leading scorer. Ex- yeah, exactly. He was wide open. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, was the, he was the highest scorer of both teams. He's, he's 26 points. He's 9 of oh 19. Oh. The game is bad. And we'll talk more of it coming up because there is a certain tournament that I don't think we're qualifying for. Have referees always been this terrible? Or are we just getting more jaded? Or are they getting more exposed because there's more camera angles? Have referees always been this bad? You get it in the NFL yesterday, starting with what the wasn't a catch, but ended up being a catch right away from Devontae Smith for the Eagles. And then it ties into... (laughs) Bengals Chiefs were those two back-to-back bonehead plays. I, have they See, always been I this think, bad? I think there's a little bit of both going on here because clearly all the camera angles is going to make you worse. Like yeah. on the on the catch by Devontae Smith, he lays out, brings it in one-handed, brings it in close to his chest. Well, the referee that was right there, he's being blocked by Devontae Smith's body. Yeah. And 
another referee would have been, you know, so far away, either other side of the field or more the middle of the field, they probably wouldn't have had a great angle or have even have been looking as it might not even be their place to be looking because mm-hmm. clearly there's a referee right there. So all the camera angles obviously makes them worse because you, when you have all the camera angles, yeah. you can slow it down. And the referee's only got one line yeah. of vision. Yeah. Camera angles got everything. <laughs> but how do they still in. get it wrong with the camera angles? But that's that's the secondary yeah. issue is how you can a not have the exp- expended um, expedited replays for some games but then other expedited replays for other games don't get it and how you can clearly see oh this really doesn't move at all and it gets called an incomplete pass and something that clearly hits the ground gets called a catch yeah it makes no sense that that is on quote-unquote new york or the referees the guy lifetime missing it because it was hard to see unless you had a certain camera angle i'm fine with but I think it's the other things. It's the little things of just how brutal they were. I like what you, what you said earlier, Rowdy. I like the idea of this technology. The more you dive into technology, the more technology starts to run your life and, and things around your life, yes. the more it's going to suck. Oh, right. I mean, technology always fails. Well, it's like the people who like if cell phone service goes down, <laughs> like they're they lost little they puppies, lose their yeah. minds. Yeah. They're like, oh, my I'm like, dude, this is great. I'll just I know. sit around doing absolutely nothing. Read a book. Do <laughs> something. But my e-reader doesn't work or, either. Or, or, oh, no. you, don't have to you can just think for a second. Yeah. It's like, the oh, egregious I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plays about my own that, that anger me the most. It's honestly the incomplete pass versus catch. Yeah, it should have been a no catch. But again, the guy wasn't in a good position to, to, to see it. It's just that's how it is. Yeah. Should have got it right, though. The things for me is... Oh, well, is it or is it not a late hit? Should they or should they have not called it? Yeah, it was late. Was it the worst? No. Could Patrick Mahomes kind of have flopped? Maybe. But how about this? That was an obvious penalty. There were multiple holding calls on the defensive line before uh, Patrick Mahomes even left the pocket that weren't even flagged. Well, go back even before that. It's the... uh, When it was third, it was at third and nine. They ran a play, and then they send the punt team out. And then the referees have to go this whole fiasco of like setting the game clock and the play, blah, 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 blah. And then like, well, actually, uh, that play shouldn't have counted. Uh, it shouldn't have ran. So it's now it's third down again. And then that right there was the worst of it all. And then they go and call Eli Apple uh, for pass interference the following play. Uh, I mean, that was the one before it, though, where it's like uh, that play shouldn't have counted. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that play should have counted. Like, should have. even Zach, well, T- Zach Taylor's losing his mind over it. plays where supposedly the play was shut down before both drastically went against the Bengals. Yes. Yeah. The, the Joe Burrow scamper on third and six where he picked up like seven and a half. And then they say, Oh wait, wait, we actually blew it dead. That play didn't count. Yeah. And then obviously the third and nine for, for Kansas city, Mm -hmm. both clearly went against the Bengals. Yeah. And it's, it's things like that. Or if we're going to the first game, how is Lane Johnson not being called for a false start when he's getting like a second off the line before any other line? That was multiple moves? times. That was multiple. That was almost times. all game. It, go watch the the play where Bosa nearly. Um, it's right after Nick Bosa nearly gets Jalen Hurts in the end zone for a safety. They're right backed up on their own one yard line. My God. Lane Johnson is is like out there like three seconds before anything because Nick Bosa is just that good and they're right there on the one yard line. Not called at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not even talking about the punt, which that ended the game. Yeah. San Francisco's down twenty one to seven. They absolutely need a stop on defense. Not that San Francisco wins if if they get that punt by any means, but that was their last stand. I've never the guy breaks through the line, completely gets clotheslined and then shoved into the punter. Doesn't even hit his plant leg, yeah. and it's called for fifteen yards. What a fourth and sixteen. One, how did you miss? How did you miss the hold? <laughs> Two, how how did you miss the push? And then three, you completely missed that he didn't even hit the plant leg. He hit the kicking leg, which yep. is five instead of fifteen yards, and they wouldn't have a first down anyway. You effed up three effing times on one effing play. Yeah. And it's right there. It's all right there. And yeah. what's uh, on Twitter, hashtag trending NFL rigged. I've never seen America come together so much 
than this hashtag. Uh, no, here. you see it a lot. No, no, I see it. when uh, they right here. I see people with pronouns in their bios, people with rainbow flags in their bios, people with Ukraine flags, people with Russian flags, which uh, exist. People that sit in their pickup trucks with sunglasses on, with a bald eagle behind them, which is you know the conservative but, kind of approach. They're all in agreement. But every NFL time something rigged. like this happens, you see this. Happen. I've never seen America come together so much like this with everyone from every walk of life. From the guy holding his fish in his Twitter picture to the dude with the mask on in yeah. their Twitter picture, all in agreement. The hashtag NFL is rigged. Yeah, yeah. you know, oh, no, won? it absolutely is. Like there, it, it's been going on for a long time, where there's enough people out there who can get things to happen, whether it's the players or the refs, and people say they're paid very well now, but still, there oh, are there are too many things this. out there. To, to go on to say that it's not rigged. Especially I can't wait. when you look at betting tickets and which way things are going and then the house wins money, there's rigging at every level of athletics. Oh, yeah. This is this is, I can't wait for nine o'clock. Ben Kenny just messaged so it's you know, me, RJ and Rowdy have a DM group. Ben Kenny just messaged in the DM group that's me, Rowdy, and Ben. Uh, it's just you and Ben. Uh, I know. Ben said I'm enjoying listening today, and then afterwards says Nelson Raisbeck left. I can't wait for nine o'clock. Oh. This is going to be great when uh, Ben. Comes you know who in. actually won? It wasn't the Eagles. It wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs. the The people that actually the won. City of Portland. Every time I, Every come, time here, I come here, it's so hard to leave. The people that actually won are the <laughs> NFL is rigged people. Because what diet? we've had. Um, oh yeah, Sasquatch has called in for years. Sasquatch Mike and talked about the NFL being rigged and mm-hmm. says the same story about how he was drunk at a wedding with a old uh, official yeah, and so the, he was drunk and talking about the bookmakers oh, yeah, are was, in. yeah we would all, we would always fix game but those are the people that won yeah and if you had them watch both of the games and say this is the uh first two games they've ever watched in their lives they might agree with you yeah i think everyone's in agreement here you remember uh but the only people that don't agree are eagles fans and chiefs fans you remember pat who used to work here like big big pat oh yeah mustache? yeah yeah he every ever since I met him, mustache so, Pat. Yeah, ever <laughs> big, since I big, met him, big, big Pat mustache. <laughs> ever ever since I met him, he's always called it the National Fix Ball League. Oh yeah, and he's like, just watch who the tickets come in on. It's gonna go the other way because the house ain't losing money. That's funny. And, and now he coaches the Kansas City Chiefs. He does. Big guy. I, I don't think he's that. Andy. I don't think he's that mustache. Is he that big? No. Andy Reid got some, <laughs> Andy Reid's got him he's by a, bigger guy, though. a couple couple inches on the waistline. <laughs> Terry yes. From the north side. Yes. All right, Terry. You called in and you said you had to take to light it up. I am. Mm, I'm ready. I am going to light it. But first of all, I think we found out the 49ers are probably not a very good football team. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about they're playing their fifth string quarterback. Yeah, but you know where was Capello? He was eligible to play. Who? You know why didn't they activate? Garoppolo was inactive. Well he was play. he was inactive, Terry. He wasn't. He I wasn't. know it, but he he was ready. He he should have been on the roster of that game. I feel like if he could have been, they would have put him on there. Yeah, he, you know, he still has a bro- broken foot. But I, according to the sources that I heard, that he you know he very well was ready to play. You got sources in Santa Clara? No, I got sources where uh, ESPN and stuff. The guys were saying that. Oh. Yeah, he, he's very, very close to being able ready to play, but they won't start him because of um, the guy who gets injured on one pass play, you know. And and six, and this is where he, you know, you can call him a pussy or whatever you want to do, but you know, you get your your biggest game of your life, and you throw one pass, six, and now you're down, you know, and now you're going to cry to mama. I, I'm sorry. Um, oh. I don't think we'll hear about this guy ever again. He'll be going back to Mr. Uh, Irrelevant, Terry. I feel like his yeah, biggest game of his career was the past Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. I think you know he's talking yeah. about Purdy. Are you talking about Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you talking about Purdy? Yeah, Purdy, Purdy may be pretty, but um, he's a pussy. <laughs> wussy. Terry said wussy. Terry said wussy with a W. Yeah, thank you. All right. Terry, can I can I guess can I guess what your take is? Yes. Fire Greg Gard now. Absolutely right now. I knew it. I knew it. When you guys, you know, listen, guys, I'm gonna tell you what. Tell me. When you take shots on basketball and there's no rotation on the ball, 
and the ball continues. And I'm not saying much more for Illinois either. And the ball banging off the rim, banging off the rim, banging off the rim, banging off the rim. No rotation in the ball at all. None. That's the way, That's what happens in practice. There's absolutely nobody there that's changing your style. Yeah. Mm. Nobody there that's doing whatever it takes. And I think you've seen it the last four or five games I watch. All I see is Wisconsin shots banging off the rim. You know, Terry, you, you've, hey, you've refed a lot. Have you ever refed basketball games? Absolutely. Have you ever seen a halftime score of 20 to 16 in your time of refing? That was what Wisconsin, Illinois was at halftime, 20 to 16. Have you ever seen that before? I'm going back to 1976. And I did a varsity uh, Madison West East girls game, and the score was 4 to 2 at halftime. Oof. Except for that, no. Oofta. That's a oofta right there, Terry. Oofta. That is coaching, boys. And I don't know why the halves haven't been called. So Gar- if you, if you, let's say Gar- you're Chris McIntosh, I've anointed you Chris McIntosh status. Would you fired guard at halftime? Not like the guy from ESPN who got fired at the end of the game where he walked off the field. No, not at halftime. Well, would I have fired him? Maybe, but not. A, I wouldn't have told him until after the game. Okay. He needs to go now. Now. Absolutely now. Now. And the problem, again, is look at the shots, guys. Off the, There's no rotation on the ball. Mm. Watch the ball when it's shot. Mm. It reminds me of a knuckleball. <laughs> there's no rotation. It's, a, it's pretty tough right now, Terry. It's tough sledding for Wisconsin basketball, I'll tell you that. Well, it's coaching, and I know that um, the Homer, Homerville always kicks in. It's always the players. It's always this. It's always that. Mm. It's coaching. Mm. Send them to send them wherever packet. he lives. Send, send them, them back. Send them back to Cobb, Wisconsin. Yeah, send them back to Cobb. Let him pick corn or whatever the heck he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's home of the Cobb's home of the Cobb corn boil, Terry, every summer. I've been, I've been to Cobb. I've been to Livingston, Wisconsin. Yeah, I I've love Cobb. Been to the Iowa Cobb corn Grand. boil. I've been to all those. I've been to all those towns. You're like Johnny Cash, man. You've been everywhere. Yeah, you when know, I'm going to Highland, you got to go through Cobb. You know. Go sure. to Blackhawk Lake? Yeah, go through Cobb. Just don't stop at the wrong restaurant, for God's sake. Well, there's only like one um, there. But. Yeah, well, there's, oh, yeah, there's a couple of restaurants there. I mean, um, you ought to be you ought to be careful when you do it. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> because so I won't get into it. Okay, oh, yeah, well, let's not get into it. We don't want to disgrace it in Cobb, Wisconsin anymore. No, because just don't carry the wrong colored person with you when you go. Oh, oh. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, gotcha. Um, that's a little. Anyway. Interesting. Fire him absolutely <laughs> right now. Terry, give me give me your best. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Good stuff, brother. Go Cubs. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so I found, I found the tweet from Chase Daniel about Brock Purdy and his elbow. Oh, back to Brock says, Purdy? Okay. Looks like the right elbow for Purdy. Ulnar nerve possibility. Entire hand fingers go numb. No grip at all. I've had it happen. I've had it happen to me before, and it's rough. Based on how the doctors are handling it and what Purdy is doing to loosen it up and the angle at which he was hit, it's identical to what happened to me in the preseason of 2021 versus Seattle. Takes a bit to regain feeling. Honestly, might never get it back, as in, like, for that game. Yeah. And then someone tweets at him. He goes, so does any pain shots or anything like that help? He goes, no, not at all. Oh, no. So, so Terry said he went crying to his, Brock Purdy went crying to his mom when he's a big wussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if that is true and that's what happened, I don't back clearly... There's nothing he can do to help the nerve in his elbow or the feeling in his hand. And at that point, that's when it's time to just turn it over to Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, you know, this guy here broke his leg. He's a wussy for not going back in. All right. Should have rubbed a little dirt on it, Purdy. Good morning, Dave from Anona. He, everybody knows I'm the number one great guard fan the last 10 years. And I officially have put him on Mount Notice. Oh! Big time. Oh! Like Terry said, you're not going to fire the guy, but the last you know, the last five years, his players do not get better as they progress through the, through the program. They don't. And two, if I got to hear one more slow white guy who can't dunk, can't you know, can't catch a pick and roll pass under the basket, 
stands there and clangs it off the rim. I was at the game Saturday, and it's just like, okay, I'm probably going to get asked to leave. So, you know, I, I, I had to be quiet because, uh, you know, Matt LaPay, the way he was explaining the game, was like, we got white guys who can't jump, can't dunk, and they don't progress. And when you can't recruit 7 through 10, and that's your bench, now I'll give him one more year because he's got a pretty good recruiting class come in. Yeah. But the my biggest issue with Bo Ryan, and I told Bo this to his face, Uh-oh. and Greg Gard is, is their ability to not change with the times. You've got two slow white guys in Connor <laughs> in foul trouble, yeah. and you refuse to go to a zone. Why? I know it's not in your pedigree, but you you got to keep your players on the floor. And when you don't play a zone to keep Stephen Crow so, and Tyler Wall and Connor on the floor, so Dave, and you're giving a, you're giving one more year, one more year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll give them next year to see what uh, you know. You gotta so what happens if it's good? Still. What happens if next year they finish fourth, they're better, make the tournament, and they're good? Well, no, because it's, it, 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 there's a, there's a, um, a question on that. He's got to go out this offseason do something he hasn't done. He's got to hit the transfer portal. Hey, if Luke oh, yeah, they've, they've failed on the transfer portal. I mean, Kleisman yeah, was a nice Luke, pickup. No, if Luke Pickle can go out and get, you know, the, the cri- criminals to come to Wisconsin with four-star <laughs> football players, there's got to be basketball there's players no, who no one with the criminal schools or released from prison that will come to Madison. And to so the last guy, you can go out and get a five-star assistant coach to come in Wisconsin who will recruit. People remember Stu Jackson and Bill Cofield. They can recruit, but you know they couldn't coach. Anybody will come in here and recruit. Just a matter of keeping them, you know, keeping them in school, not out of jail. I don't think anyone's been in jail or failing, Dave. So it's kind of a tough. Oh, well, not since Marcus Landry and Greg Steven were you know, flunked out of school, but I don't know. <laughs> Why? Yeah. All right, so Dave, you know, one more. You're saying one more year then? Yeah, you okay. got to give. You got to give them next year. This year, I this year is officially dead because what's going to change? It's like Jerry said. They don't shoot. Yeah, it was tough. And they have and Connor. Well, he's a freshman. No, Connor, you're not a freshman anymore. You're just you're just a six foot three inch white guy. <laughs> pussy. All right. Now, all right, all right. Anyway, sorry right. right, guys. Well, I'm so, done. See you, Dave. A lot of anger in the air today. Oh, that light too. You're fired, Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Line three. Good morning, Evo. I just got a question. Oh, Vega Bon Johnny. I got a question because yeah. this is the discourse. This is kind of the, the rules that we have to set now that, you know, more and more people are getting on Greg Gard, right? Oh, I think the I think majority are on Greg Gard, yeah. So here's, and a lot of the comparisons are to Paul Chris and, well, he got rid of him so easily. Why can't we get rid of this guy? And I think there are a lot of fair-minded people who did not want Chris fired because, you know, coming off a nine-win scene, six and one in bowl seasons, et cetera, et cetera. Here's my question. If you share for a, uh, a third of the regular season Big Ten title, is that more similar to beating Ohio State in the Big Ten title game or winning the West Division and making a Big Ten title game appearance on the football side? Well, if you're winning the Big Ten in, in basketball, you're, you're winning the Big Ten even if it's a share or not. I'd go with it's like uh, winning the West and getting to play in the game. I agree because – Remember, there's two Big Ten championships. You can't say Wisconsin won the Big Ten title in basketball. Yeah, you can because well, they did. There's two of them. Which one did they win? The tournament? The post? Did they win in the postseason? Do you did think? Do you think winning the West game? is the same as winning an entire Big Ten conference? Uh, winning a the six. West is like a cakewalk. The entire Big Ten conference, you're playing the, you know, the Big Ten teams. Yeah, but if you look at the years that Wisconsin actually won the West, they actually beat Michigan. They beat a couple of those big. East teams. Here's my thing: when they won a share of the, you know, one third of the regular season. So basically, you're saying being a top three team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think that is equivalent to winning the West because I think in the years that Wisconsin won the West and went to the Big Ten title game, I do think they were a top three team in the football, you know, conference. So I just think, you know, for everybody saying like, well, I mean, you can play, you can play, you can play the semantics all you want, but at the end of the day, they still won the Big Ten, like. You're not being able to take it away from them to say, well, it's like winning the West because you literally won the Big Ten. A share of the Big Ten. Here's the thing, because they had opportunity to win the Big Ten, right? We all saw the choke job that happened against Nebraska. And right now my knock on guard is, wow, in the postseason, in a championship game atmosphere, this guy is, is just can't do it, right? I mean, Purdue, awesome win. He can win a big game. 
But then you you have to finish the job against Nebraska to win. That was essentially the title. So game. fire him right now? No, I'm not ready to fire him. I agree with Dave. I think that I think they just need to get rid of most of the assistants, right? They brought in this chainless guy uh, on a really cheap assistant coach deal, and I'm like, well, if we're going to spend all this money on recruiting and whatnot for football, let's send some of those resources towards uh, towards basketball as well. So I, I'm all in on keeping guard at least for one year. I mean, well, we all can, I, we all I, can agree that, the seat is hot. His seat is hot. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. But um, he has had success. So I think something needs to change. But I do like the I, – I just like the comparison between Chris and Guard. I think – If Luke Fickle's never the head coach of the Wisconsin Badger football team and it goes to Jim Leonard, are you saying this about Paul – or uh, excuse me, about Greg Guard? Uh, yes, because it's more about really? the way in which Chris was fired than the way in which Fickle was hired. Got you. Just checking. And I was at that game on Saturday. I was sitting about. Oh, two dude. What do you think? What do you think so, at halftime when it was twenty to sixteen? It, you know, we were sitting almost <laughs> courtside, so I was just enjoying myself. I uh, got some free tickets from uh, a radio station up in Portage. Nice, but, dude. Cool. You know, I was having a good time, feeling myself. Of course, we stopped at the Red Shed beforehand. Then we oh, have to, have to. Yeah, to. To, uh, to the vintage, and then we stopped at the Nitty. So we were, you know, we were feeling pretty good. Little baby. Um, that's how. That's how you get through it. A little, little self medication. Yeah, it is. It is tough, dude. It is tough. I had my nieces over the weekend. I put Badger basketball on. They fell asleep right away. It was awesome. Nap time. It's, uh, it's brutal. But I tell you what. Uh, one thing about this team: when you sit close, uh, I've been to a lot of games. Right, sit in the two hundred section usually. When you sit up close, you can really tell, like, wow. You know, height-wise, this team might be better against Middleton than Illinois. <laughs> they just look so small. It's not good. To, it's tough. Across the board, too. It's like, tough. Every position. Vigab- except for crawl out there, and then he's scared to go rebound to basketball. I know. Himself. You the man, Vega man. We love you, buddy. My biggest question, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't really give a crap, but my biggest question, I'm going on vacation. I will be leaving Thursday night, so I'm gone this coming Friday, and then I'm gone all next week. I'm going to be in Tulum, Mexico. I'm, go- I'm out of the country. I don't really give a crap what happens when I'm gone. I do, I do care that things, like, I, I hope, like, the programming at least gets on air. I don't care if there's, like, mass fights or chaos. I don't really care, as long as the things keep rolling. That's all I really care about. My question is, though, when I'm gone... Are we going to have some kind of situation where I come back and there's like one less employee because someone's dead? <laughs> good morning, Ben Kenny. And Nelly, you've been here all morning. But I'll say good morning. Ben, Gentlemen, what's up? Fly, Eagles, fly, what Ben. What a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning. I don't want to go full heel, but uh, there, there's something beautiful about waking up. Oh, before you start. Before you start. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Before he starts. <laughs> All I want is him Aww. to admit that he was gifted a Super Bowl, gifted, and that's it. Right, hang on, hang on. A Super Bowl appearance. Sorry. What I what I have planned for this little segment right here, which probably end up being a long segment. I want to, much like what happened in Philadelphia last night. All right, ding ding. I think there's going to be a fight today, a fight of uh, words. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't spill over. So, with that, <clears throat> Ben. All right, Rowdy. You want Ben to do what? All I want is him to admit he was gifted a Super Bowl appearance. Ben? As you guys always say. Will you say, admit that? Adamantly. I'd like to apologize for absolutely nothing. Yeah. We don't apologize here. You don't say sorry for who you played. You, you, you don't act like it's a gift. You create your own luck. You're the best team all season. <laughs> and then it happens to be... A, an inferior team with a rookie quarterback comes in and you knock him out on the first drive. They called him Brocky. He got his ass knocked out in the first round. They call him Brocky. You know what He's happened to the guy that said he created his own luck? He died. Actually, he got off in the boat, didn't he? What? I'm thinking of the Titanic. Oh, he got on the boat. Yeah, Billy Zane got off the boat. Well, Billy the Titanic. Zane. Like the Eagles season, Billy Zane made it down. off. Billy Zane made it off. Yeah, I forgot. I, for a second, I'm like, he was out. No. Eagle men make their own luck. Billy yeah. Zane Titanic, he got off the boat. He made his own luck. Yeah. He yeah. got on the He, no, he grabbed the, the kid. Kids. He had a kid. Remember, yeah. he grabbed the kid. He's yeah. like, I have a chill. I, I have a child with me. I have a child with me. Give me on the boat. I'm sorry you bet the 49ers. He was the first man to identify as a woman. Well, he's had a kid with him. I, I'm sorry you were on, on the side that committed 11 penalties and was clearly just not buttoned up and not disciplined. <laughs> And committed penalties in every facet of the game. 
and in some ways handed the Eagles some drives. I, I'll admit that, but it wasn't because of just the Niners doing. Like the Eagles beat their ass. Hey, when uh, Even if the Eagles offense didn't look good. I don't care when they they ran <laughs> they for three touchdowns anything. inside the twenty. Hey, it's when the number one defense when Josh Johnson came in, were you like I was? Who the hell is this guy? No, no, I love. He's Josh been Johnson. around forever. Well, of course, you, of course, you love him. No, he's been in the league forever. He's fifteen years. Yeah, he's a legend. He's, he's been the third, with like he's the third oldest quarterback to ever get a start a playoff. Start. He's been with like multiple teams multiple times. So yeah. Ben, um, I do like the fact that you go by the uh, adage here. We do not apologize. There's no apologizing on the show. Listen, history does not remember context, uh, except except you, for you, the Lakers. You tweeted that out, and I immediately said, well, the Lakers have won a fake ring in the bubble. Like, That's the only one where history will remember the context. But history doesn't remember the context of, of Tom Brady's first couple Super Bowls when he threw for like 100 yards and the defense <laughs> won the game. History doesn't remember. Oh, well, I remember Russell, Tom Brady always having a top 10 defense. We all remember Russell Wilson throwing the pick, but that's Brady's ring, right? You can go back through Super Bowls to the beginning of time and something along the path like stuff falls right for you. And when it does, when you are blessed with playing two not good quarterbacks at home, all you have to do is beat them. And not only did they beat them, they beat them 69 to 14. Nice. Demolish them. All right. So speaking of undisciplined, I can't wait for this one. Real quick, though. Uh, Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's the king. Oh, the king? Yeah. Rory? You know it. What's up, dude? What's, what do we owe the pleasure? This is awesome. Oh, just, just want to chime in and, you know, just want to remind a certain somebody that um, he, his city had three other teams make it to some uh, league championship games. Oh. And what happened? They all lost. And that would be who? The Philadelphia Union? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Philly Union. In the MLS Cup, yep, you had the the, the Phillies. You know, yep. they're you know a bunch. They of lost chunkers. the World Series. Yep, and then you know the other football league, the USFL, the Philly Stars. Yeah, they lost too. They're in they Alabama, lost. and you know why not get the clean sweep and get over four for the city of Philly? So, King, I take it you going for the Chiefs? Yes. Oh yeah. You fancy I, yourself I, uh, the Wisconsinite version of Jackson Mahomes? Uh, With your videos, sure. <laughs> Listen, I know I've I've created a, a faction of Chiefs fans in the state of Wisconsin now, but I don't really care. <laughs> Enjoy it. King, you and this is rare. You said on Twitch, I've got Nelson's back on this one. How does it feel? Oh, I'll I'll back up Nelly on wow. this. Wow. This is this we are in an alternate it, reality. Strange bedfellows right now. It was a bad bet. The enemy, Why are you backing him up? I thought enemy, you were the guy that comes after my his wagers. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That is correct. <laughs> so, King, any last words for Ben Kenny before I let you go? Uh, I, I, For some degree, I would love to see the 76ers make the NBA Finals and see them lose. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really care. Well, I mean, the Bucks aren't in it then. But... Okay. Sacrifice you have to make. All right, King, we're going to have these two fight each other, okay? Thanks, King. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Smooches. The King RXX on Twitter. Our guy, our guy, the King right there. All right, so speaking of undisciplined, what was your bullet? Now, we'll have two varying sides of a take here. We'll have the yin and the yang, both sides of the coin, of the big scrum that happened at the end of the Niners Eagles game. I don't know. I guess we'll start with the victor. Ben? Your take of uh, the scrum that happened at the end. It was uh, an undisciplined team that had been undisciplined all day and not done much right and had done much against the rules. Uh, the <laughs> only break they really got was the ball hitting the wire and that not getting called. Yeah, and We're not going to talk about that, right? Because the refs were on one side. Kern but, looked like he punted with a, you know what, on his foot the entire day. Well, yeah, he stinks. Well, but, he clearly hit the wire. Like the ball, ball hit the wire. The ball, if you, you clearly if you can see it change trajectory. But, but the scrum... It was it was a punk move throwing him down and and you know they got their asses kicked. You, you don't need to then get in a fight. Afterwards. Lose with grace. What? Lose with grace. Uh, lose with grace. So then I would retort and say, why is the Eagles starting the scrum? The Eagles are it's the football. ones. They started. 
They legitly started the legitly. skull. Go watch it. Go replay it. I looked. Oh, I rewound it like five times. I, I didn't. Scumbag number 18. Because they were up 31 to 7. Gets his ass pushed to the ground like a little child by Brandon Ayuk. And then after <laughs> the play is over, he comes out of nowhere and tackles Brandon Ayuk. That's how they get in the scrum. Debo Samuel is the one that gets up and like trying to break it up. Then 42, that scumbag, he gets dealt with later. He wouldn't <laughs> stop letting go of people's collars and kept yanking people. So Trent Williams, my new favorite non-Packer player, comes up and disciplines his little ass and throws him on the ground like he's a little kid. Cool. Trent Williams, new favorite uh, non-Packer player. Listen, I I haven't spent much thought on the scrum because it it doesn't matter. The game was over. The Niners got their asses kicked. Trent Williams is a guy not to be effed with. Listen, they're supposed to be the best, you know, run defense, impenetrable. Your offense wasn't good. (laughs) Fine. But they, they, every time they got down in scoring range, they ran it all over. The game was over when Brock Purdy hurt his elbow. No, it was was seven to seven before half. Your take on the, how did Brock Purdy hurt his elbow? This is the whole thing. It's because the Eagles were in his face on every play. Your take on the Devontae Smith catch? What should have happened? Oh, that wasn't is- a catch, but that was a terrible job by Shanahan not challenging it. Mm-hmm. That's where coaching matters. McGlinchey- Meanwhile, Sirianni goes for fourth and one at his own 30. And McGlinchey- converts it, then they score. Should have obviously taken notes from Lane Johnson and got off like three seconds early. It's not a false start. Oh, here we it's go. It's in the rules. No, actually, go look it up. There's been... I, both the referee side of it and the O-line side of it, it's a very clear part where you're allowed to do that, and it's taught to all the good ones. Every, come, good, oh, every good tackle does it. How come we could see every single time when they pull a particular play, he kicks off, then the left tackle kicks off, and then everybody else kicks off and the ball gets snapped? So do you think that the refs were you out to get your Niners? What's that? Do you think the refs were, were out to get the Niners? Uh, they didn't help the Niners at all, except for when the ball hit the wire. How about <laughs> every- it goes both ways? That was a foot. That the reason the Niners scored is because Kern of that call. kicks like he has a box on his foot, and I don't mean box. No, he stinks. But the ball hit the wire. I think he means a female anatomy. Listen, Shanahan got out coached. He had opportunities to challenge things or do things better. He didn't, and the Eagles took advantage. And how's it feel to have your team now in the Super Bowl? It feels wonderful. I <laughs> I probably should apologize to the people because... No, we don't apologize. We're going to be talking about him for two weeks. Yeah. Well, thankfully I'm gone for one of the weeks. Listen, they've been, they've been the most dominant team in football since the season started. And now suddenly they're beating teams You have the easiest that, schedule in the NFL. But they beat the... Oh, okay. They crushed teams to pack... Like, like, they beat all the teams that they had to play. It's the NFL. I'm so glad Team, you guys get teams I'm, get easier runs to Super Bowls. You have to take advantage. Is, I'm, 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 sitting back and watch the, this I'm glad you got the Chiefs because I actually think the Eagles match up a lot better against the Bengals. Oh, I just definitely. want the Chiefs. They would have crushed the, want the Chiefs. I just to, want the Chiefs to just. Do you want Jackson Mahomes the gritty all over the Eagles, Rowdy? Will you will you support Jackson Mahomes I making will, a TikTok uh, video on the Eagles? Just grit my teeth and bear any miserable. Brittany Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes moment. So you you and the King are already um, my enemy of my enemy is my friend. So the King's on your side. Will you willingly watch a Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes TikTok video that have them dancing on the Eagles logo? Yeah, and it'll be like clockwork orange. <laughs> I have, they'll have to hold me there with my eyes open, but I'll watch it and sit there for a Chiefs victory. I love this. Again, history does not remember context. Lakers, Banners fly Lakers fake ring, bubble. Live one, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? This is Terry again. Hey, Terry. What's up, brother? The Eagles were handed giftedly. Hand giftedly? They were gifted. That game was gifted. You tell tell Ben. You tell Ben, Terry. Terry, who gifted it to them? You got a gift. From who? The the Niners are supposed to be the best team. You tell him, Terry. Ben, Ben Kenny. Who when gifted them the game, Terry? The game was over. But who gifted it to them? It can't be gifted unless someone gives it to them. Because Purdy the got 49ers, hurt. The Niners. And the 49ers more or less gifted it to them. 31-7 to 7 or whatever it was, the final was. You guys were lucky, yeah. lucky, lucky. Lucky. That's good. You lucky SOB. That's good. 
Terry, you, you tell know. him, Terry. Call him in. Nobody cared in 2010 when Jay Cutler got hurt, and, and now suddenly we're rushing to all Purdy got hurt. Ben, you knocked Purdy out of the game. Ben, we're offering you a gift. There's a van outside ready to take you to uh, Terry. You might need this van too, actually. Will you get in the van and go to uh, re- rehab? I'm sorry, the the Super Bowl. The gift is outside. We get in the van and go. We're offering you a yeah, gift of sobriety. Absolutely, I go. And young Ben Kenny, take your van, get your butt and go, because you don't deserve it. You lost, You won a game. Yeah. That was handed to you. Handed and by you. Now you get your butt kicked in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. You tell him, Terry. I still don't understand who handed them the game. When you lost a starting quarterback and bring in a guy because he got who can't hit, even handle, they handle knocked him out shotgun. of the game. He couldn't handle a hush, a shotgun. Yeah, hell yeah. Tell him. Blocking the best pass tell him, Terry. Yeah, Josh Johnson couldn't even. He got toasted. You tell him, Terry. He couldn't even catch the snap. Terry, you've never made more sense till right now. It is. I mean, it's simple. You've never God. made more sense till right now, Terry. I mean, my guy, when they when they brought that quarterback in, it was like, when did they bring in some seven year old girl? Wow! Seriously, Ben Kenny, you got a gift. Put a ribbon on it and seal it. Hey, real quick, Terry, tell and 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 listen, Terry. Even if it was gifted, as many of you believe, you'll take it. I don't really care at all, <laughs> Terry. No, because most. Most Philadelphia people don't care about yeah. getting a free gift. Yeah, most because well, yeah, if you get the chance to go to the Super Bowl, you, you take it. Yeah, tell them the Philadelphians are are a holes, Terry. Philadelphians are a holes. Yeah, you tell them, Terry. <laughs> hey, Terry. 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 Yes. Tell Ben your other take about Greg Gard really quick. Oh, I. Oh, that. Greg Gard. Greg Gard. Fired. <laughs> See you, Terry. Wow. Yeah, right. Hey, Terry's you know what? <laughs> our, 